This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Good morning and thank you for joining me this morning. You're listening to Sober Yoga. I'm your host, Kate Bendel, and today we're going to talk about how yoga looks at the human being and in a way that is particularly helpful in dealing with addiction, whether it be to alcohol, food, drugs. So just very briefly, so if you know whether you're in the right place or not, this show is for you. If you're somebody who has noticed that sometimes you drink more than you want to be drinking, or if you're someone who already knows for sure that you drink more than you want to be drinking. Or equally, if you have somebody in your life, somebody you know or love, care for that is having difficulty with their drinking. In this show, where I'm talking about how yoga can be an alternative or a complementary way of dealing with the issue of alcohol misuse is the term that I like to use. I drank for a long time and tried really badly, like was pretty out of control with my drinking by the time I was, by the time I was 17 actually. And I tried many, many ways and methods to get control back And initially I thought that control would look like that I could become, you know, this term, a normal drinker. And eventually over 10 years of failing to do that, it became very obvious that actually I needed to stop altogether. So yoga really helped me do that. Yoga helped me make that deep transformation that I needed to make so that I could become alcohol-free and happy about it. I don't crave alcohol. I don't miss alcohol. There's nothing in me that desires alcohol anymore. And it was yoga in particular that helped me deal with some of this stuff beneath the surface and how to build a positive life that didn't need alcohol in it for me to feel good. So what I want to talk about today is one of the models that yoga has of the human being. Yoga, The school of yoga doesn't see the human from as a scientific way of kind of having this anatomical body that we know of governed by a, a brain. It has a far richer, deeper view of what makes us a human. And this model is super exciting when it comes to dealing with the problems with alcohol because it's a multi-layered model and... If you've got trouble with your drinking, you will know that the the effect of being addicted or, or habituated to alcohol is not just on one layer. 
It doesn't just affect your mind. It doesn't just affect your body. It doesn't just affect your emotions. It's like it penetrates your whole being. And having this model, it shows and it gives us an opportunity to work at the addiction from all layers. And I think that's what really helped liberate me in, in a way that any of the previous methods I'd used just didn't quite manage to. There would always still be some hook or there was like some stone unturned. So what yoga says when it, it it's just one model, yoga has a couple of models, but the model I want to share with you this morning is what's called the Panchamaya model. So Pancha, this is a Sanskrit word, that means five and Kosha means kind of like a sheath. And so it's saying that as a human, you have five layers to yourself. And they're not like a Russian doll, and they kind of are. It's like they actually, they, they penetrate each other. So it's not like they're separated. It's not like that you've got one and then there's the next layer out, which is completely separate, and then there's another one beyond that. It's like they move in and out of each other. They're kind of like porous, permeable, moving layers. But we talk about each layer as if it's separate, just so you can get a sense of of what is in each layer. And they grow go from the gross to the subtle, and which is also how yoga works. It goes from the gross to the subtle. So the first layer is called the Anamaya Kosha. It's the, the food sheath and it's connected to the earth element. And really it's talking about your physical, this physical material body the densest part of our existence. So if you're someone who's into vibration or energy, you'd say it's the densest vibration. And this, and it's made up and it's fueled, it's kept alive by the food that we eat. And for most of us, most of the time, it's the sheath, it's the aspect of ourselves that we identify with the most. Because it's through this physical body that we sense and we feel and we move. It's our field of activity. So when we are looking at the what happens when we're drinking, obviously it does affect the Anamaya Kosha. That's the kind of the process that we're actually bringing the alcohol into our system. And so that is going to affect the Anamaya Kosha, both during the process of the actual session or while you're drinking. There's all sorts of physical and physiological effects of alcohol. But also afterwards, there's after effects of alcohol consumption that remain in the in the Anamaya Kosha. So through yoga, there's definitely many, many practices that are working on this level. So one of the ones that you're probably fairly familiar with is the, the asana, the movement of the body. So this affects your your anamaya kosha. It affects your limbs and your body. And also yoga has another 
major branch, which is slightly less known of, which is called Vichara and Achara. So they are lifestyle habits and dietary habits. So yoga and Ayurveda have many, many suggestions on how we can keep this Anamaya kosher vital and healthy and in good condition. I won't go into those this morning, but it's just to know that when you are looking at improving your relationship with alcohol, whether that means to moderate it or to stop drinking altogether, one of the things yoga would say is, okay, you need to look at your lifestyle, and that includes things like um, your sleep-wake cycle. It includes things like what other things are you feeding, like your senses, And often if we've got into a really negative habit with drinking, there's other negative habits in our lifestyle or or our diet that kind of go alongside the drinking. So yoga would say sometimes you don't necessarily deal with the drinking head on first off. You might choose to do some gentle changes in your lifestyle or your diet that might bring some more stability then take a look at what's going on with the actual drinking. So if you're living on a a diet of processed food, your physical health is not going to be so hot. So yoga would say maybe clean up your diet a bit. doesn't have to be extreme. Just clean it up a bit. That's going to bring some stability into your physical body so that you can then sustain and make some changes around your drinking. So that's the Anamaya kosher. The second layer, the second kosher is slightly more subtle, and that's the Pranamaya kosher. And this is associated with the water element. And this is, you could also call it your energy body or your vital sheath. So this surrounds and penetrates the physical body. It's the vital energy, you could call it the chi or wairua, prana. And this in yoga is seen as a very complicated, intricate system, um, almost like your energy circuit is another way that you can look at it. And this is fueled by prana, the basic energy of life which is absorbed through the breath, through food, and from our surroundings. And so to keep this sheath healthy and flowing, yoga does have pranayama, very comprehensive practices around the breath. So sometimes when we're new to yoga, we think the the pranayama, the breath exercises, are to improve our breath capacity. They're actually not. They are to work on your energy, your prana. So yoga says that when you are well, the sign, the experience, the indicator of good health is that your prana flows freely. When that happens, you're feeling good and your mind is calm. So you can kind of see that when we're drinking, 
often that the pranamaya layer, our energy body, it's affected as well. There's often a come down and an overtime, a kind of a, a heaviness and a negativity to being being stuck in any habit that is not life giving. So, working with the breath is how we influence the energy, and there's definitely practices that can help again bring stability into the body, into the energy body, so that there's more positivity and stability, which then makes us more ready to start looking at changing changing habits. Changing a habit when you're kind of unstable and weak is a very difficult thing to do. So one of the things that yoga really helps to do is make your whole system stronger and calmer so that you can approach something with some confidence and some strength because you want to be able to also sustain any changes that you make. It's a bit like, um, you know, probably we've all done it in the past, right? We go to a roaring start, motivation is high, and we give it 100% and we can make it do amazing things, most of us. But when it comes to something like drinking, there's no, it's kind of defeating in a way if you do this kind of change your habit and then you can't sustain it. And there's this cycle that a lot of us get stuck in of thinking we've nailed it and then it's all collapsed and then mustering all our strength and energy and going in and we win for a a while and then it all collapses. Very negative cycle which consumes a lot of energy and also starts to build its own terrible where our self-confidence and self-belief get eroded. So yoga would start looking at strengthening building these these layers, these sheaths, before approaching making some changes. So after the Anamaya Kosha, we have the third layer, which is even more, more subtle, and that's the Manamaya layer. So the Manamaya layer is, consists of the thinking mind and our emotions. So this this definitely gets affected in the process of addiction and we all know that how we think and how we feel is intimately connected with our habit patterns. There is a whole cycle really of what we think and feel happens beneath the surface and we see that manifests as the actions that we take. So yoga, one of the main things that we gain from a yoga practice is the ability to observe. We gain the capacity to be able to witness. And it's only when we can witness our own thoughts and feelings really do we have a hope of any long-term change to a habit. It's like we need to understand why are we doing what we're doing. 
not as in because something happened to me when I was four years old. That may be relevant and it may be helpful, but yoga says actually that's not necessarily part of healing. But what we do need is the key we need, the why, is to understand why are these behaviours happening? What's going on underneath the surface that's creating this pattern or this behaviour? What function is it serving? So the Manamaya layer, um, we again, it gets involved when we're doing asana because we're doing it deeply, but of course meditation in particular and chanting really affect the Manamaya layer. And then the next layer is even more subtle, and that's called Vijnana Maya. And this is the intellect and the intuition are in this in this sheath, and it's connected to the air element. So it's also per- permeating the other three denser layers. And this layer, I think, takes a lot of beating. In addiction, it is the home of our inner knowing. This is the the place of our wisdom. It's the aspect of our being which knows life intimately at the deepest level and where we receive messages from beyond what our mind can even understand. So for those of us who get kind of taken over by addiction often this layer of ourselves becomes inaccessible it's like the veil of the addiction hides this this deeper sense of ourselves and we lose touch with our intuition and we lose the power that comes from being in touch with our own intuition and our own wisdom and so yoga practices that put us back in connection with this layer are really powerful. And some of the practices that, that do this are some of the lesser known aspects of yoga, actually. So chanting is a very powerful way of reconnecting with this, this deep layer. It's like it puts you in touch with a part of yourself that is beyond the mind and even if it's only just briefly it's like it's a sense of coming back to that place which can really help move addiction philosophy also yoga philosophy is incredible and that will connect you with this and working with yantra sacred geometry also can connect us with this layer and then the final layer it's like the goodie, the goodie on the inside is the Ananda Maya. You might have heard that term Ananda means bliss. So this is like the most subtle part of our being, our inner essence. Uh, you may have heard it that term Chitananda is like who we we are. It's bliss, our bliss sheath, and it's connected with ether. And it's beyond all the other four koshas and and yet it's also an aspect of it is permeating all of them. And this is the aspect where and the place where we can recognize our deep inner peace and our joy. 
that is free from thoughts, emotions, energy, and our body even. It's like we've transcended all those other layers. And yoga would say that this is the the place of Purusha, your true self. And it also can be kind of referred to as super consciousness. And so when we can reach this place, which many of the practices of yoga can take us there, particularly if we do a sustained practice over a long period of time, there's this incredible freedom when we reach this place, when we connect with this aspect of ourself. And this aspect of the self is untouched by addiction. It goes beyond that. And so, of course, it can be a very helpful dimension of ourselves to move beyond these negative addictions, to to find the power and the source of seeing the bigger picture. And when we tap into and tune into this part of ourselves, it yeah moves beyond the small controlling aspect of addiction and habits and thoughts and feelings. So to me, that was one of the most powerful dimensions of yoga that helped me move beyond that that desire, that emotional and thinking loop that kept taking me back to drinking again and again. So there are... There are some yoga practices and ways of practicing yoga that may not give you that experience, but it's worth keep trying, keep finding yoga. And there's so much yoga out there now that just because you haven't found that experience, it doesn't mean that it's not possible or available. It is available to everyone. We all have it. It's just a matter of finding the right yoga that will help you connect with that deeper part of yourself that is beyond thinking and that can help in the process of beginning to find something far greater than anything that alcohol could ever give you. So I hope that inspires and gives you some some hope. I do work with people one-on-one in this pursuit of dealing with alcohol and that it can be in any stage of the process because it is a process. Some people wake up sooner and feel more compelled early on to actually stop the drinking, the negative aspect of their drinking and for some people it takes a long time and it's become a really deeply ingrained habit before they're ready or willing or able to do something about it. So the solution and the process for everybody is different. So you can imagine if you're 22 and you've just started noticing you're drinking a bit too much as opposed to if you're 60 and you've been daily drinking a bottle or two of wine for the last 30 years, what you need is very different. And so I think this is why working with yoga, particularly working one-on-one with yoga, is really potent because there's so many tools available and when we work together, I help figure out where's your starting point and what do we do need to do first and what's your goal. 
So my details are on my website, which is kate.bindle. No, it's not. It's katebindle.org. The bindle is B-E-N-D-A-L-L. And the details are on there. And equally, if you've just tuned into this or want to listen to it later, you can list, go to the ORFM website and all the shows are there as a podcast. So please, yeah, reach out to me if you figure you're at the point that you want to do something about your drinking and we'll, we'll just have a chat and see if there's any way that we can work together in a meaningful way. So thank you for listening and go well. And equally, if you have something you want me to cover in the pod in this show that I haven't yet covered, feel free to contact me. The details are there on the website, and I will happily talk if I can about what it is you want me to cover. So, in in closing, I would say it's never too early, and it's never too late to start looking at improving your relationship with alcohol so thank you you've been listening to Kate Bendel Sober Yoga This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.